Section twenty one of Library of the World's Best Literature, Ancient and Modern, Volume four. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Capricia Page. Library of the World's Best Literature, Ancient and Modern, Volume four. Section twenty one. Selected excerpts by Charles Baudelaire. Everyone his own chimera. Under a great gray sky, in a great powdery plain without roads, without grass, without a thistle, without a nettle, I met several men who were walking with heads bowed low. Each one bore upon his back an enormous chimera, as heavy as a bag of flour or coal or the accoutrements of a Roman soldier. But the monstrous beast was not an inert weight. On the contrary, it enveloped and oppressed the man with its elastic and mighty muscles. It fastened with its two vast claws to the breast of the bearer, and its fabulous head surmounted the brow of the man, like one of those horrible helmets by which the ancient warriors hoped to increase the terror of the enemy. I questioned one of these men, and I asked him whither they were bound thus. He answered that he did not know, neither he nor the others, but that evidently they were bound somewhere, since they were impelled by an irresistible desire to go forward. It is curious to note that not one of these travellers looked irritated at the ferocious beast suspended from his neck and glued against his back. It seemed as though he considered it as making part of himself. None of these weary and serious faces bore witness to any despair. Under the sudden cupola of the sky, their feet plunging into the dust of the soil as desolate as that sky, they went their way with the resigned countenances of those who have condemned themselves to hope forever. The procession passed by me and sank into the horizon's atmosphere, where the rounded surface of the planet slips from the curiosity of human sight, and for a few moments I obstinately persisted in wishing to fathom the mystery. But soon an irresistible indifference fell upon me and I felt more heavily oppressed by it than even they were by their crushing chimeras. Humanity At the feet of a colossal Venus, one of those artificial fools, those voluntary buffoons whose duty was to make kings laugh when remorse or ennui possessed their souls, muffled in a glaring ridiculous costume, crowned with horns and bells, and crouched against the pedestal, raising his eyes full of tears toward the immortal goddess. And his eyes said, I am the least and the most solitary of human beings, deprived of love and of friendship, and therefore far below the most imperfect of the animals. Nevertheless I am made, even I, to feel and comprehend the immortal beauty. Ah, oh, goddess, have pity! on my sorrow and my despair. 
but the implacable venus gazed into the distance at i know not what with her marble eyes windows he who looks from without through an open window never sees as many things as he who looks at a closed window there is no object more profound more mysterious more rich more shadowy more dazzling than a window lighted by a candle what one can see in the sunlight is always less interesting than what takes place behind a blind in that dark or luminous hole life lives dreams suffers over the sea of roofs i see a woman mature already wrinkled always bent over something never going out from her clothes her movement from almost nothing i have reconstructed the history of this woman or rather her legend and sometimes i tell it over to myself in tears if it had been a poor old man i could have reconstructed his story as easily and i go to bed proud of having lived and suffered in lives not my own perhaps you may say are you sure that this story is the true one what difference does it make what is the reality outside of me if it has helped me to live to know who i am and what i am drink one should always be drunk that is all the whole question in order not to feel the horrible burden of time which is breaking your shoulders and bearing you to earth you must be drunk without cease but drunk on what on wine poetry or virtue as you choose but get drunk and if sometimes on the steps of a palace on the green grass of a moat in the dull solitude of your chamber you awake with your intoxication already lessened or gone ask of the wind the wave the star the clock of everything that flies sobs rolls sings talks what is the hour and the wave the wind the star the bird the clock will answer it is the hour to get drunk not to be the martyred slave of time get drunk get drunk unceasingly wine poetry or virtue as you choose from a journal i swear to myself henceforth to adopt the following rule as the everlasting rules of my life to pray every morning to god the fountain of all strength and of all justice to my father to mariette and to poe to pray to them to give me necessary strength to accomplish all my tasks and to grant my mother a life long enough to enjoy my reformation to work all day or at least as long as my strength lasts to trust to god that is to say to justice itself for the success of my projects to pray again every evening to god to ask him for life and strength for my mother and myself to divide all my earnings into four parts one for my daily expenses one for my creditors one for my friends and one for my mother 
to keep the principles of strict sobriety, and to banish all and every stimulant. End of section 21 Recording by Capricia Page